female deer. Continuing completed classics. Fulfilling failed franchises. Reinvigorating reviled rehashes. It's the follow-up showdown with Paul Gitz, Travis McMaster, and Lauren Pacorni. Welcome back, uppers and downers, yodelay, 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 to the follow-up showdown season three. A-F-I-E-I-E-I-E-I-E-I. Where we give worthy second chapters to top 100 stories that don't have them. As we continue our quest to discuss every existing sequel to movies on both versions of the AFI Top 100 list. Today, we are talking about 1958's The Trap Familiae in America, unofficial sequel to number 55 on the original list and number 40 on the 10 years later list, 1965's The Sound of Music. I am your goat herd, Paul Getz. With me are my co-goat herds, Lauren Picorni, and Audios of award-winning writer, mm. Travis McMaster. Hi, guys. Hey, Paul. Good to see you guys. <laughs> and our guest today is a returning follow-up showdown all-star, our first of the season, the most musical man we've ever had on the show, formerly described as the wind beneath our wings on the Forrest Gump episode, Robin Ferris Hansen. How are you, Rob Bay? Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me back. It's a pleasure Hi, to be here. Hi. Welcome back, Robin. Hey. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm sure we have lots of opinions about the movies we're here to discuss, but first, we got to do our two Travis McMaster minutes. Two Travis McMaster minutes. Are you ready, Travis, to describe everything that happens in The Sound of Music and The Trap Familiae in America? Uh, well, first, as ever, we offer it to the guest in this house. Robin, if you'd care to take your chance at bat with the minutes, they are yours to take. Oh, I wouldn't dream of such a thing. All right. Mm. In fact, I'm yeah. too excited myself to hear it from you. Classic. So, please. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, let's all, you know, collectively temper expectations and just dive right in. Mine just got higher for some reason. I don't know what it was. But <laughs> that's I a good call. I'm going to go higher, too. They just I, I, I think that's the right move. Yeah. I'm more excited. Go. Um. So... Shit. Julie Andrews plays a nun who is unwanted by her nunnery because she's like clumsy and goofy and late or whatever. So they ship her off to take care of the good Captain Von Trapp whose wife has passed and he has no reason to live other than bossing around his seven children whom he seems to hate. So she comes in and just treats them like a human being um, and eventually uh, steals Captain Von Trapp away from his his the lady he happens to be seeing. Um, and he hates Nazis. Boy, does he hate them. But here they come, um, right hot on the heels of their marriage, to make him join the Nazi army again, because he was a captain in the regular army. And he says, no, thank you. And, well, you know how that goes with Nazis. And so they have to sing their way out, as it sometimes comes to. And sing their way out they do, right off stage and into the hearts of America, through the mountains of East Germany, where we leave them. Uh, it's a true story. So we don't know what happened to them after that. <laughs> Unless you watched a movie six years earlier on a German television uh, called The Trap Family in America, where we see them in New York unsuccessfully singing their way to nowhere uh, because they're singing boring 
something music. They kept saying it, praline music, Palestine music, Presentine music, something kind of music. It's like boring um, and nobody wanted it. Palestrina. Yes, Palestrina. Yeah. Uh, and they eventually learned to sing more popular regular songs and then they gain popularity and acceptance. Um, and there is some light other plots with like their moves through high society and a look at um, what German thought of Americans in 1958. Uh, but overall, it's a pretty straight mm -hmm. shot to like, and then they did it and they got adopted by, they got their citizenship like last minute uh, taken away and then given to them. So you get like a nice little like bit of tension at the end. And then they're just American citizens right, and they sing it. Well, great. <laughs> Yeah. That's good. Uh, well done. I mean, you definitely fit it in. I have some <laughs> preview into the opinions category from you, I think, I, from that minute. You always say that. No <laughs> one else gets to tip their hand before these things. Just That's me true. and my clownery out on stage. But before we get into opinions proper on the first movie, uh, let's just, since it's a musical, let's do favorite song, least favorite song. Mm. Oh, this is very, very tough because, um, and without getting into my opinions too much, <laughs> there's like three songs that are like awesome. And when they come on, you're like, oh, that's right. This is a classic for a reason. And then there's every other song. And I don't really re remember this. I'm those. just going to ask you to pick though. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I'll go first. Maybe it'll jog something loose. Okay. Favorite song. How do you solve a problem like Maria? Interesting. Mm, big really, fan of that song. Really good one. Perhaps really may have gained it for the line, a flibbity gibbet, a wisp of a will, a clown. <laughs> that I love just as lyrics. Oof. Yeah, that's yeah. good. So in at the end, that's how you solve the problem: is you you kick her you out, marry her off. <laughs> yeah, you send her away. Well, you kick her out, and then <laughs> and then what happens happens. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They knew she'd land on her feet, yeah. and she did. Yeah. Uh, anyways. I love that song. <laughs> the lyrics, and I love the how much personality you get from the nuns in that song. It's also just a lovely little ditty. There are uh, other songs that I love, but that's my favorite. And then my least favorite is Climb Every Mountain, the song sung by the old nun. Oh, oh my goodness. It was back. That was definitely going to be also mine for least. Your least favorite. Oh for sure. Goodness. Yeah. Yeah. That was a long long slow number that one just in just in her office i just feel like it slows down things more than it needs to well i feel like i should go next then please because i had in mind that my favorite was climb every mountain oh no <laughs> i don't know it's really inspirational yeah. it's good um i re i realized this movie has genuinely good music go figure um because i it does. i had trouble yeah remembering my least favorite but i remembered it because i realized i did not remember it being the movie ever and i've seen it a good mm -hmm. amount uh, my least favorite was uh something good sure once the kiss to um captain von trapp whenever they sing it to each yeah. other out on the yeah okay. that really Ooh. slowed yeah. the movie down when they agree to get way. married yeah. and it was not sure. clipping along to start with no so that sorry one, more opinion probably my maybe my second least favorite i have another candidate for that mm. but Oh man, my opinions aren't that good. Picks. Specific. I guess my fa Respect. my favorite. I'm just going to go with favorite things. It's a classic amongst classics. It's a classic. Yeah. Really good. And she describes yeah. some delightful things. Delightful things. There, that song was indicative to me of something else I, that happened to me with how do you solve a problem like Maria, where 
the lyrics were so clever that I wished they would, instead of stick to a chorus and repeat concepts, especially in something like My Favorite Things, where it's like, I'm going to list my favorite things, that's the song, but then she lists the same things twice. So I was just so hungry for more beautiful lyrics. Well, but... That I was a little bit like... You gotta remember yeah. that it was the 40s, and there were only so many things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Much less favorite ones. Right. It did make yeah. me ponder what my favorite things are. What'd you come up with? Nice. True. Uh, you know I can't answer that on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I didn't make the list. <laughs> Robin, we're waiting for your favorite song. Is it my Wait, turn? Favorite song. Travis yeah, sure. needed his least favorite song first. No, no, I dogpiled onto your favorite song with Paul. Okay, never mind. Cry, cry, yeah, or cry every mountain. What's it called? Cry me a uh, river. Climb every mountain. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So favorite song, I uh, probably Edelweiss. Oh, oh, very yeah. good. So pretty. Mm, it's so yum. pretty. Every time it's, they sang it, it made me really happy. That was um, the one that stuck in my head, for sure, for days. The, I don't know if you ever saw Man in the High Castle, Amazon yeah, Prime it. show. I've heard, it's the, I've great, heard it's the theme song. Great credits oh. song, yeah. yeah. It sounds, it's like sung, I don't think it's actually Bjork, but it kind of sounds like Bjork. Like, it's very quiet mm, and That breathy. sounds spooky. Oof. It is, yeah. It Especially is. considering yeah. That's a show that takes its Nazi series yeah. about it's America. like yeah. fun singing Nazis. <laughs> yeah. um, mm-hmm. Least favorite song, whatever that whole puppet sequence. God. Oh, I, no. I say, the goat herd. I say cut the, the whole puppet Oh, herd. I love the goat yeah. herd. Oh, I love. I was flying mm, on yeah, the heels. This. Of the Baron opening up and coming back to his family, singing, and, and it's just such a beautiful moment. And they cut to this long puppet show sequence. That's just everybody can do puppets now. I marionettes. I was not and marionettes even. Oh prepared yeah, prepared yeah. for the pop. I didn't yeah. know that sequence was coming, and it, they are um, bracingly designed. <laughs> that must have. That must be like a like we fast forwarded a year. And they spent a year working on that puppet show, and we came back to them. Yeah. Right. In terms of how many places they all had to be at any given time. And it was just a show of introducing new puppets. So it's like, wait, where are they? <laughs> yeah. Where are they? Well, maybe yeah. the Captain Von Trapp, maybe those were his like his version of the model trains, and he was like really strict and really insistent. Well, aren't like puppets really big in Austria? In the forties? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there weren't that was one of the my bottom dollar. They, they just had yeah. some. What else did they yeah. have? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And honestly, in terms of what they had amazing puppets still amazing puppets like true yeah Yeah. Yeah. they hold up wait Um, no no don't turn me around on this i don't like the puppets (laughs) i'm so convinced oh (laughs) no get rid of the puppets yeah okay you could lose the puppets yeah yeah it's just to show that these kids really love working really hard for entertainment like that's yeah. just their new hobby well, now that they have look at what their hobby makes them kids. do yeah, yeah. Marching. march around yeah. yeah oh that's true but now they get to uh, apply that same discipline to <laughs> the craft of puppetry something they enjoy yeah and tree climbery really well this is better than that <laughs> they definitely there wasn't ever any sense from the the movie that that the military discipline had been a bad thing for them. It only ever no, they, seemed to come in handy. They didn't seem to mind it. I mean, I know kids hate yeah. Of they, course, it's a terrible... They weren't traumatized. But yeah. they were very organized. They had a lot of confidence. They uh, yeah, they were thriving. They, they were good together. They did all want their father to notice and love them. That was like... 
their main thing. Yeah. But don't we all? I wasn't raised with military discipline, and I'd like that. For real. Well, but they didn't get it. I think you got it. Well, but I know your dad. We don't have time yeah. to attack all that. I, I want Christopher Plummer to notice me. Sure. That's true, yeah. Absolutely. I would like that. That's how you get a ghost, buddy. If it's Christopher Plummer, that's chill. <laughs> Supposedly, Christopher Plummer and the actress who played Liesel had crushes on each other, but never went further than flirtation. But there was a 13-year gap. Hmm. That is not hmm. as bad as I was expecting. No. And he, <laughs> looked, he was a very handsome man. Yeah. 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 Liesel yeah. does not look like a 16-year-old. No. By, no. By any stretch. How old was she? 22. 22 and like 34. That. Something like that. Yeah. Could yeah. be worse. It's <laughs> hey, for nineteen sixty five. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. peachy. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, hot goss, hot goss. Fresh hot off the presses sixty five. <laughs> I call it cold goss. That is as cold as yeah. the goss gets. <laughs> I spilled some iced tea on you. Our, our, ah, I love it. Either yeah. of those people still alive? No, she's dead. Or Christopher Plummer. Oh, she's dead? Yeah. It's pretty okay. cold, guys. Like, respectfully, yeah. rest in peace. So maybe they're in heaven together. Aww, you know, hands finally. Boy, sounds like someone just watched Wait. a musical. <laughs> did Christopher Plummer die? <laughs> yeah. When did Christopher Plummer? Yeah. A couple years ago. <gasps> yeah. Oh, pretty recently. Yeah. Big loss. God. Yeah. What a sad podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we had to break that news to you. We didn't know. All right. So then, yeah, more loosely. How did everybody feel about the movie? This was a really hard watch for me because um, it's just so far away from where I'm usually at. And it's obviously, like, wonderfully put together. Robert Wise is great. The cast is dynamite. Those kids are dynamite. I don't have anything to say about the movie that is bad, but I, I was dragging me across every hour of it. Except when... The songs I knew popped up, the classics, the hits. Then I perked right up, and I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I forgot. This is great. And then it would go away, and I would have to kind of like, oh, my God, I have to watch a teenager date a Nazi unsuccessfully? Like, let's go already. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty familiar with this movie. Um, It was a bit of a slog this time. But, you know, having been watched it so much growing up sort of got me through it a little more. So, like, neutral. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Leaning towards good, positive. I could see, if you're really familiar with it, getting to the point you're like, you know what? Now Cry Every Mountain's my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) I understand that a little bit more. Because they are all good songs. As my least favorite, I still recognize it as a good song. Unlike my least favorite in Grease 2, for example. Wow. Well, it's a bad Grease song. Grease not even Michael here. Sings? She's not even here. Just saying. It's not the same thing. I'm talking loudly already. I'll just go next. <laughs> this Boy, did this movie work on oh, me, great. this magic of this film. Yes. Uh, I saw the three hours, and I was like, mm. And then, yeah, I was swept away. I got very laughy and very happy and very, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. Mm, I, like, just dazzled by everybody. And I really feel like... A big point I want to give the movie is I think they do a really good job at being very mature and making every character likable, even like the villains. Not the Nazis, 
But the Nazis don't really enter the picture till deep back Very three. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but I the Baroness is a wonderful character, mm. and you really feel for her along Complex. the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and Max is, you know, like a shyster, like, but lovable. Yeah. And sticks it yeah. to the end and be, and is a hero in the end. Like, yeah. And Christopher Plummer is just so likable, mm. even in his depressed disciplinarian mode. He's so charming. Mm. Yeah. He was likable. great. And when, and when you see him with the Baroness, their fireworks are palpable. Yeah. They just have so much chemistry. So it's like, even though you do you know, want for him to change for him, it's understandable their relationship everybody's relationship is understandable i feel the same way as you paul this one it really worked on me like yeah. big time i started yeah. taking notes at the beginning of it thinking that that would be like a fun way to pass the dime i could find like snarky moments to call back to on the pod and reading through my notes it's like just somebody who's really enjoying a movie <laughs> like it's there's a lot of exclamation <laughs> points and uh, stuff that i thought was funny stuff that i was thought was sweet um yeah yeah, it was definitely, I, I was going into it thinking, I had never seen it, obviously knew a lot of the songs, was prepared for a, a long, a long haul, three hour uh, mm-hmm. kind of snooze mm-hmm. fest, and it was <laughs> the exact opposite. I uh, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. The only scene I knew is the spinning around on the hills, uh, <laughs> hills life thing, and it gets right shot. to it. It gets yeah. right there. I thought that was yeah. so funny. I was cracking yeah. up. I was like, oh, Me yeah, too. okay, it is that movie. <laughs> I did not I, realize that was how it started. That was yeah. really something. Yeah. Yeah, and actually, to the, find the out... very start of my notes is beautiful aerial photography, house in a lake. Whoa, that's how it starts? Yeah. <laughs> in general, a beautiful movie. It's just so pleasing to look at the yeah. the Austria, the cities, the the landscapes, the colors of the house and their dress, like how everybody looks, even when she's got what supposedly are the ugly dresses. Yeah. I'm like, I wrote down like love her dress, and then all the kids <laughs> made fun of it, and I was like, classic oh, children. Okay. Yeah, um, it was really. Um, I, I could. They were really taking advantage of. You know, it was in the '60s still, so it was still like big beautiful wide vistas and big bold colors and and big dark lines and it was really arresting visually yeah it reminded mm. me uh, of the shining a bit the opening <laughs> yeah oh, you I could easily just put the shining music over the opening of santa music and it it would work for a bit well they're both like helicopter shots yeah. the sound of music i think had a few strong horror tie-ins like you could probably do uh, like a, at least a thriller cut Nazis, yeah. <laughs> Even when she's in the at the beginning, when she's in the abbey, and like it's not played as a scary thing, but she's like, "Oh yeah, we're kicking you out. You're gonna go mm. live with this guy. He's oh. got seven kids. Oh. <laughs> he can't. He can't yeah. keep any of his governesses. And she won't answer any of the questions. Sure. Yeah, and she's when like, she's, "Yeah, what's wrong with them?" And the nun is like, "The Lord will show you the way." It's yeah, like, that is horrifying. <laughs> sure opening to a film well, she does have to hype herself up she has a whole yeah. song where she's like this is fine i can handle this <laughs> right. i have confidence <laughs> yeah that was another candidate for my least favorite oh. uh but julie andrews swinging the guitar case around oh, yeah and just going up to the house that really won me over. i love how she that watched she was, yeah <laughs> she's magic and one of those voices singing wise where like frank sinatra i think those are the only two i can think of where i'm like Nobody else should sing. <laughs> they got it. They they know how to sing. 
Everybody yeah. else is fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I felt you about know, her in uh, this movie the way I did. Oh shit! What's his name in Singing in the Rain? Gene Kelly. Gene Kelly. Uh, like as soon yeah. as she's on screen and starts singing and doing her thing and having her face and her smile and moving around, you just instantly go like, "Oh right, right." Some people can just are just movie stars. Some people are just mm-hmm. yeah. that. And yeah. they get to that's why they're happy and yeah. walk through life rich and we throw flowers. And timeless. Right. Yeah. It's okay. Sean. I was surprised how good Christopher Plummer's voice was. I know. He Oh, you know what? Sad sad fact. Oh. He was dubbed in. Dubbed. Uh, well, Julie Andrews. Okay. Also Julie yeah. Andrews. No, no, she did wow. his too. She's got range. Yeah, yeah, I, that's, I believe it. She's got the range. Well, he learned to play guitar for this movie, but because they had to dub the voice, they also had to dub the guitar because it was one audio track. And so his voice was dubbed by Bill Lee of the singing group The Mellow Men. Bill Lee? So if you like that voice, check, uh, seek out The Mellow Men. See what you find. Bill Lee? Um, can I just, on the, uh, on the subject of him playing guitar... Mm. I'm a guitarist and a dad. And the scene where all seven of his children are chasing him around saying, please play the guitar for us, daddy. And he's like, no, no way, no way. That, like, give guitar dads a two-hour movie of that happening, and, Mm -hmm. like, everyone will go see it. It's the greatest Mm -hmm. feeling to be like, oh, yeah, what if my kids just wanted to hear me play the guitar? Yeah. You have to whistle at them harshly. Then they'll beg you to play the guitar. Perhaps it is a how-to movie, <laughs> but you know, also the the, uh, the time period. You know, again, the puppets. You know, that was as good as it got. I guess that's a good point. Like, yeah. so singing, they weren't even like singing before she got there. In theory, in this movie. Oh right, they were just never, uh, never tried it. Well, no, they used to. In theory, they used to sing when the mother was there. Right. That did seem to be the implication because music was back in his house. Yeah. Boy, what happened to that mom? Huh? Yeah. Any thoughts? Dead? Oh yeah. Probably. I think maybe the children killed her, yeah. and that's why he hates them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she was the first governess. <laughs> <laughs> just that yeah. should be. I wish yeah. I had heard that before I did my pitch. I would love to pitch prequel the, the first the, governess. Nice. <laughs> and there's another... Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. But there's another uh, horror movie bend for the trailer, for the fake trailer, too. We'll get Flanagan the on the kids phone. Have yeah. Creepy shots of the kids. Yeah. To your, it's all there. It's children of the corn already. They're blonde. You know? Yeah. They're scary to look at. <laughs> <laughs> oh, unfun fact about that opening <sighs> helicopter shot. Dame Judy Andrews relates that... Although she tried digging her heels into the ground and bracing herself on every take, she was knocked over by the powerful helicopter downdraft. I was going to say, it got really yeah. close to her. Yeah. Uh, after more than a dozen takes, she attempted to hand signal to Robert Wise to have the helicopter make a wider pass, but the response she got was a thumbs up. <laughs> and then they just kept doing it oh the goodness. same way until they got it. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Uh, pretty amazing. This, this movie comes with a lot of stories like that. All right, so, okay, let's, I guess, start at the beginning. Writer's notes. So many. How interested are you guys in the differences between the real story and the movie? A little. Minorly. 
Um, yeah. No, let's hear some yeah. of the biggest differences, and then maybe we can work our way through the medium ones later. Let's hear okay, one sure. difference. If it pays off, we can, we can continue. Cool. Okay. I've got reservations about hearing the differences. I feel like real life is probably less fun than the Sound of Music movie. <laughs> Historically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I can see that. Um, she wasn't sent to be the governess. She was sent by the nunnery to take care of one of the children when they got scarlet fever and tutor them. So she was, and while his wife was still alive, she was already a known entity to the family. Suspicious. Um, well, <laughs> like the sixth I don't sense. Think so. I didn't That's think about the that. Yeah. <laughs> well, in any case, once the wife died, supposedly she then. She actually wanted to go back to being a nun and wasn't in love with him, but was sort of encouraged by the church and was so in love with the children that she did marry him and then eventually over time fell in love with him. I think Paul's so. trying to get the true crime audience to listen to the follow-up showdown. <laughs> well, how much did that interest you? That's that's just a, a you know... That was a pretty minor difference. Ground. Like, for, for the opening number, mm. it didn't... Okay, I feel like you I'll try one more. I'll like, try one more. Well, the, one of the differences: the movie was a movie, and in real life, yeah. it was real life. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, I'm not sold right. on on the segment all, so far, but I'm I'm willing to stay on. They're forward. all like that. Yeah. They're all they're all like that. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. So, for example, Maria supposedly it sounds like would erupt in. She was not so kind. She would erupt in angry outbursts and then go back to being kind. Sounds maybe like she was manic depressive or or something oh, okay. bipolar or something. That's not super fun all, either. All, but, all of these facts are bumming me out so far. I gotta say. Ooh. Okay, but it definitely okay. ends with World War Two, right? Yeah, but we no know, matter what, we know we're always going to end with World War Two. Uh, but Captain Von Trapp was supposedly much nicer. Like the the making the the, the script was criticized. Uh, Rogers and Hammerstein, the original creators of the musical that the movie's based on, they were criticized because they had also written The King and I, and pretty much everything that is fictional that's laid on top of this movie is the plot points of the king and i so they were like pretty openly criticized for that oh. well, i mean a good story is a good story you like the king and exactly. i right what you only want one pancake exactly. or do you want a stack when was the musical written so the musical the first thing that came out after maria wrote her book the story of the trap family singers that's where this all started that was published in 1949 that inspired the movie series, 1956's The Trap Family, and its sequel, The Trap Family in America, German films. And then Rodgers and Hammerstein wrote the musical in 1959. The movie came in 1965. Gotcha. Mm. All right. So supposedly in Austria, outside of Salzburg, where apparently they play the movie all the time, because it was shot there. Oh, they, it they is love very... it in Salzburg. Right. But the rest of the country, it's a unknown movie, because they already had these... German movies. The uh, yeah. Mary Poppins was a year after this movie. Yeah, she had already shot it, but it, it it wasn't out yet. Oh, okay. She almost didn't take the part because of its similarities. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, oh. But <laughs> sure. I never even yeah. thought about that. Before. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah, but then that came out the next year. Yeah. So it was also kind of like a gamble. She almost didn't get the part because they didn't know yet this was her first like on screen the sound of oh, music interesting. the sound of music then Mary Poppins the next year you're really just 
I mean, I, two I, shotgun <laughs> cannons to the chest. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely like a, you know obviously similarities that you can't overlook, but I feel like you know it it still works because she's just so good in both of them, and they're both really strong stories. Yeah, 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 and good, great songs. On great paper, actors. Yeah, I could see how everybody involved would be like this. This could get dicey if we put both these movies out. <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah. it's interesting to yeah. note, like in the '60s, she's playing opposite Christopher Plummer and Dick Van Dyke in those movies. But those are both still Julie movies. Andrews movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, she owns them. Good for her. I don't know if anybody noticed in the opening credits the title that said "With Partial Use of Ideas." by George Herdelec. Did anybody see I did that? Not see it's that. the only time I've ever seen that credit with partial use of ideas. Do you know what those yeah. ideas were? Sounds like Yeah. Somebody really scrapped to get that credit in there. Well well it ended up being like a uh an uninteresting answer because that's the guy who wrote the screenplay for the Trap Family. Oh. The movie, huh. the journal. Oh okay. Movie. Yeah. So he had to get that credit at least. Very interesting. Ideas. So as as Travis already said, our director, we got Robert Wise, who directed West Side Story, The Andromeda Strain, and Star Trek, The Motion Picture, which is what I assume Travis is so excited about. Well, I mean, that's one thing I'm excited about. <laughs> and West Side Story. Of course. Solid. Uh, but it was supposed to be a William Wyler film, uh, but at the time he was suffering from hearing loss and was worried he would ruin the movie. But because when the, he was attached, got sound right in the title, and wait, he's like, "William uh, Billy yeah. Wilder." No, that's Billy Wilder. Uh-huh. This is William Wyler. Wyler, okay. He is best known for the best years of our lives. Ben Hur, you know, big director back back when. Oh yeah. Anyway, uh, originally the idea was to cast Audrey Hepburn, um, mm-hmm. and she declined, and then they changed directors, and Julia was always Robert's first choice. And America's. <laughs> Take that, Audrey. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, she said no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I feel like I know why she said no. Why? Um, she was like part of the resistance in World War Two. Probably a little bit too hitting too close to home for her. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, oh, wow. she like I believe like I think she helped people like escape and like she she like disciplined herself to like think of hunger as a weakness because she had to um so she went she went through it um i want to see that movie yeah so maybe she she didn't want that kind of just sounds like being a hollywood star back then also well true (laughs) sorry come on i guess she didn't have breakfast at tiffany's I'm not happy. Hey, see, that's yeah, that's exactly where I was coming from. <laughs> so it's funny for the the sound of music episode. There's some comedy in the middle. Mario, pay attention. <laughs> He's gonna love that. So candidates for Captain Von Trapp before it went to our boy Richard Burton, Sean Connery, sure. Bing Crosby, Rex Harrison, and Walter Matthau. Bing, oh please, please get oh, wow. Bing. Please do this movie with Bing Crosby. <laughs> Singing wouldn't have had to have been dubbed. No, he could sing. That's not it the was, part that I was hating. The acting might have yeah. had to be dubbed. Yeah. yeah. He would have sung yeah. the hell out of Edelweiss, though. Oh, yeah. I Like Bill Lee did. Yeah. But Christopher Palmer's face, there's no competing sure. with it. I don't even know if I've ever seen him young before. I was just... It was very startling. Mesmerized. Yeah. He looked 
great. I mean, you've always thought he was a handsome old man, but yeah. as a young man, my goodness no, he was, gracious, he was a mercy. Yeah. 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 So handsome, he looks like he's in higher definition than everyone else. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. Even Julie, yeah. a little you bit. Just see him better. The universe wants you to see him better. Quite as... <laughs> so, supposedly, he hated working on this movie. No. He considers himself now very immature at the time, but he thought it was silly, oh. and he hated the song Edelweiss. <gasps> He thought it was uh, like being hit over the head with a valentine, he described it. Well, uh, rude. He found Julie Andrews annoying, <gasps> but le- they later became very good friends and stayed that way, and he just realizes he was immature. He was supposedly drinking a lot yeah. and eating a lot during the shoot, and they had to refit his wardrobe. He was eating so much. Oh. Hmm. Supposedly. Can't well, tell. did they shoot in Germany? <laughs> Good food. Yeah. Good food over there. Austria. 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 Oh, I yes. know nothing about the food That is why. That is a big food. part of Probably why. still pretty good food. Yeah. 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 I mean, they mentioned schnitzel with noodles. It sounds very... I don't know. Human. I was oh, low-key kind of hoping you were going to bring schnitzel with noodles today. What kind of noodle? I am starving. Me too. <laughs> uh, Spätzle would be the noodles, Spätzle. Travis. Spätzle. It's, oh. it's almost like, yeah. um, it's like a noodle, but it's a little... Br- it's almost like orzo. No, orzo. No. Mm, yeah, it's like a little have you Spätzle, Robin? Uh, no, no, never, never have. Interesting. Yeah. Well, okay. your wardrobe will probably be just fine then. Yeah, but yeah, you know, he now looks back on it more fondly. Although there is an excellent story from later in his career uh, on the New World, uh, an extra on the set came up to Plummer and asked if he would sing Adolf. What the fuck? And Plummer looked her in the eye and said. You can drop as dead as your mom. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like someone was tro- like someone dared her to get fired from set, <laughs> and she was like, "Easy, I'm gonna ask Plumber to fucking sing that song I know he hates." Man, that like that like yeah. blows my mind because I feel like he and uh, Julie Andrews have such good chemistry. I mean, I guess that's acting well, for you, you know, like Dirty Dan. It's incredible. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Can hate your co-star supposedly that that kiss scene in the gazebo love song that they have the gazebo love song they darkened it you know in shadow like they do toward the end of it because julie andrews couldn't stop laughing and so they just Ooh. wanted to get through what it was she thought, oh well this will be what was she laughing at um supposedly a sound that one of the some of the music was making where it sounded like a like a raspberry Sound. So maybe we she just couldn't. So maybe we can revisit Christopher Plummer's opinion at the time. Yeah. And with allow a little bit of grace, I can understand why someone on that movie would be irritated. Well, sixty-five, maybe that was hilarious. Oh, they had less. You know, it didn't get any better than that back yeah, then. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so G- Grace Kelly was considered for the part of the Baroness. Um, sure. But she had retired from acting because she married royalty, Rainier the Third, Prince of Monaco, and was not open to offers. That's right. That's wow. who Rainier the Third married. Princess yeah. Grace of Monaco, yeah. Grace Kelly. Yeah. Oh, what a power move! But, hmm, I never knew that. Yeah. Uh, Fred Astaire was considered for the role of Max, but I don't think there's any doing any better than that guy. Sure. I like that guy. He's great. That fiendish little face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. I did like this art because yeah. it seemed for a while that you were like, ooh, is Max a Nazi? Right. Um, and in the end, mm. he's like... Just a okay. centrist who needed a push. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I liked that he stuck around after the Baroness, and I wondered how he finagled that. Mm. Given that the dad was always like, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, when she left, he can be like, hey, hit the bricks, pal. I mean, what is this? You don't live here. <laughs> Probably just yeah. Max doing a it's lot like of like Leon from Curb, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's just always yeah. there. <laughs> and then amongst kids who auditioned to play one of the children, Kurt Russell, of course, <gasps> Richard Dreyfus, Veronica Cartwright, the Osmond brothers, and then for Liesel specifically, Liza Minnelli, <laughs> makes sense. Patty Duke, Mia Farrow, Leslie Ann Warren, and Sharon Tate. Mm. Oh, I want to yeah. see the sound of music yeah. <laughs> where Liza Minnelli is Liesel so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a different character. Delightful. <laughs> She's singing "16 mm. Going on 17. You can you can imagine. Oh, it. that would be yeah. Well, I can hear it. Sure. Yeah. Unfun fact about I, that scene: I, she supposedly fell, hurt her ankle during the dancing around. I was scene. saying that thinking that set looks so dangerous. Yeah, and then uh, they finished, but she has. Uh, her ankle wrapped and they put makeup on top of the wrapping to hide it. Mm. Just like Jackie so Chan. Supposedly it's visible if you check it out. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. Part of that. And supposedly the gazebo where that was filmed is a tourist attraction in Salzburg <laughs> but people are not allowed inside because too many elderly people hurt themselves trying to dance around <laughs> the chairs. Like in the that, movie. That's a sweet... <laughs> Warning sign. <laughs> oh, God. That's so, That's so wholesome. Good. My God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This movie is full of that stuff. God, okay, no, I'll just I'm gonna finish it. Like, just hire some hire some young folks that can walk them around. Put down some padding. My God, let it be That's really good point. Make up a maypole and get them vests. Yeah. Yeah, they're living their best lives. Oh my goodness. You're very right about that. So I'll just get out the the rest of the uh, unfun facts out of the way since I'm on a roll here. <laughs> Gretel couldn't swim. So the idea was always that Julie Andrews would fall on the same side of the boat when they fall out of the canoe and then save her. But on the take they used, Julie Andrews falls out the opposite side on accident. Yeah. And so I was yeah, I was legit Gretel, worried for that little girl. Like I completely missed that's a, that's a little kid. Yeah, they don't have and like she just, safety yeah, ambassadors gone. back then. Right. Exactly. <laughs> now they'd have and, scuba uh, dudes. Yeah. <clears throat> right. And and the rest of this really plays into that. Uh she had to be saved by the girl who played her, her sister, the eldest sister Louisa. Um she swallowed a bunch of water and threw up all over her. And then separate from that, because they had did the take so many times and it was cold, they gave the kids brandy <laughs> to warm them up. Jesus. Ooh, awesome. On the set. Did know? it work? Oh. Yeah. yeah. Dark. Uh, so I guess so. Great. Great. Yeah. God, that poor I mean, yeah. kid. It, it, it always works. Scary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then last one, Julie Andrews was set to film with her hair at its longish length and also brown. But in an attempt to give her golden highlights left her with a bright orange mop and uh, they had to cut her hair to save the color and do it again. Goodness. A similar thing happened when they bleach the hair of the kid who plays Frederick and then 
chunks of it started falling out. That's the fear. And so that's why he's wearing a hat oh. in the Do Re Mi Aww. song. I really thought she was wearing a wig the whole movie. No, just a weird haircut. <laughs> <and> a weird, <laughs> <dye>. <laughs> weird <clears throat> painful, hair-ripping dye. That, that I, Dudley I, Moore I, look I was very I thought in. it worked for her. Yeah. yeah no, she oh, nailed yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Looks really great under that nun yeah. habit. Mm-hmm. Though they were like, and she got the cute nun habit. Yeah, you know, the, everybody else looked boxing. The nun in training. Hers was the nice little. Yeah, they look right. so cozy though. Like Travis pointed out, the nun habit is so like it's like a pleasant shape. Yeah, flowy. Mm-hmm. Such a versatile garment. It turns yeah. out I love nun stuff. I've just only <laughs> seen Sister Act and now this, so I didn't realize <laughs> I like nun stuff. Yeah, yeah. I just thought I liked Sister Act. A lot more that could be done I in want, the nun space. Yeah. yeah. I want to check out Nuns on the Run, which I've never seen, but it's Hugh Laurie and Robbie Coltrane as, like, bank robbers oh, hell yeah. that dress as nuns to get away. It sounds, sounds terrific. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I loved the nuns in this movie. Delightful ladies. Yes. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, when they stole the Huge hits. Nazi <laughs> engine parts. Oh, the car parts. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I liked the stiff Stickler one just as much as mm-hmm. any of them. I felt like all of their perspectives were valid on Maria. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Someone would feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> the floor uh, is hers. Yeah, it was really nice. And then my favorite fun fact for this movie, according to the British tabloid The Sun, this movie was selected by BBC executives as one to be broadcast after a nuclear strike to improve the morale of survivors. Yeah. Uh, the BBC did not confirm or deny the story, saying this is a security issue, so we cannot it's comment. It's not. Oh, okay. sorry. This is a security issue, so we cannot comment. Oh, wow. Right. Wow. <laughs> yeah. good. I'd say it's that like movie fair. could do, could <laughs> yeah. do the trick. I don't know if you want to remind people about the war that war. birthed the invention of the nuclear bomb right after, but yeah. I mean, Julie Andrews. Can't argue. Wait, so, okay. Yeah, so the world ends... And then people turn their TVs on, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the sound of music is there. One of the ones, um, I don't know, set up to... Yeah. And then you're like, well, my schedule's obviously open, so I don't mind that it's a three-hour movie. Yeah, I guess I would be worried about the TV yeah. being exploded. Mm-hmm. No, it's okay. Sure. It's fine. Not everyone would get to watch Right. <laughs> oh, one thing about... I, I can't believe I didn't say this, because I wrote it down. The nun garb... It made me so happy that they have pockets. Yeah, right? <laughs> They're using their pockets in this movie. And like that, just like you're saying, it looks cozy. It also looks like practical mm-hmm. and functional. Mm-hmm. Comfortable. Comfy, you know? yeah. A lot like, of pockets in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you think it's like a got. hoodie pocket? Yeah. Or do you think there's like pants pockets? I I imagine it like a pretty deep looked, pocket. Like a, like a kangaroo. It looks like a yeah. jacket pocket. Yeah. Oh. Like a trench coat yeah. jacket pocket. Roomy. Yeah. So, did anybody else feel bad for the Baroness? No, she was being tricky. Oh, tricky. Oh, also, <clears throat> but I thought she's she was... so rich that she's trying to marry someone who is also rich, so she can stay rich. So fuck her. I mean, fair enough, though. I I yeah. felt like that was Max's thing more than her. No, she was gonna I ship like... those kids off to yeah. boarding school, bro. Yeah, yeah like, but oh, only because she yeah. didn't know how to. Do yeah, it. Right. You know, that's just her personality. Well, don't marry into a family of seven then. Well, yeah. But he was cold. She fell in love with a cold that's man. That's fair. I mean, I'm just saying, given the darkness, the cloud with which their relationship started, Interesting. I, I didn't blame her for any of her moves because I felt like her move to 
Maria was actually kind of fair and honest. Well, I, I like. Know. Yeah, I guess I could see yeah. that. I think that the scene when Maria is packing up her carpet bag with her right. three dresses, um, uh-huh. that it was played like really elegantly, and you could see that that the Baroness was conflicted about it, even though she yeah. kind of knew what she was doing. But then afterwards, right. she goes out and is like slamming champagne, and she's like, yeah. "I feel like celebrating." Mm. Like she definitely, she like the life, she was a though, human. You know? Yeah, that's the life. Like she was a yeah. human being. Yeah, but she yeah. made a choice between the light and the dark, and she chose the dark, and she's dead to me. Like I see, and so was he. At that, I point. could see he was choosing Paul, the dark. True, but I think, I think everyone else oh. is interpreting that character as the um evil stepmom from the parent trap the remake exactly okay i exa- i wanted to bring this up anyway because i couldn't help but think of the parent trap and so to some extent because i wasn't familiar with this movie i was like okay got it she's gonna be a bitch and the kids are gonna get her you know but and then that's not what happens because she's not she's a, a more of an adult character than like a family movie their yeah, parting seemed to be really pretty snail. um yes, eye very yeah very honest. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. I love how quickly they got all of that over with. Like, yeah. 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 Like, I I love that it was like, we've got a strong story here. We don't need to like squeeze the conflict out of this moment. Like there's like, she teaches the kids how to sing. They have this beautiful moment. They have the party. Then, you know, the Baroness tells her that you got to get out of here. She leaves. And then after that, it's just like, boom, 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 boom. Everything falls right back into place. Mm. And then, you know, yeah, you're on with the point. and the way you would want it to fall into place too, where everybody's in agreement, right? Yeah, and happy, and like there didn't have to be shenanigans they because all we've got the Nazis we do. coming yeah. in a right. second. We don't need to fight we got Nazis ourselves. on the back. It's like yeah. the whole third right. act, just right. yeah. dealing with that. Yeah, my favorite joke in the movie, or at least the one that got me, was just Brigitte says that's the ugliest dress I've ever seen, and then Kurt says, "Don't say that." This other woman was much uglier. <laughs> like, <laughs> beautiful moment. Kurt was my man. I loved that kid. Hilarious. I like when they're introducing yeah. themselves and Friedrich introduced himself by saying, I'm Friedrich, I'm 14, and I'm terrible. Or I'm impossible. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm 14, I'm impossible. I think, oh, right. I think Kurt yeah, was no, incorrigible. Kurt was incorrigible. Kurt was, Kurt was the younger, yeah. the younger boy. Yeah. Yeah, I was. I really thought Louisa was going to have more because she was the one that came in out of line with a book, right. and he gives her that delightful little butt tap with the book uh, to get into line. Like I, I thought that was a good fatherly moment. Everything he like his stern stuff was delightful when it's he so did funny. the like, straight yeah. up, yeah, pose. Yeah, his little like flippy never... fingers at his side when he's it was all very well done. Yeah, yeah. Never he was just walking around with met a more likable beast. With a... you know swagger stick or maybe just a full-on riding crop at one time? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But there was no horse. Like a horse. No horse. Right. They were yeah. just, like, walking around and he yeah. brought his riding crop. Just I a veiled threat yeah. or... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I could see that as a Christopher Plummer, like, I need something. Actually, you know, what like, do I, what do, I do little... with my hands? Yeah. yeah. Can't he, smoke in every scene. I mean, he, he's probably, like, despite not liking it, took the work really seriously, wanted to like the character and make him deeper... Uh, he went to meet the nephew or something of the real man, and the nephew said he was the most boring man he'd ever met. So that wasn't helpful. <laughs> but he worked a lot with the writer. You know, it seems like he did 
care just to be a good actor. And then afterwards, he felt that he had to, because of the success of this movie, earn his spot back as a character actor, which is what he always wanted to be. Uh, so I think oh, interesting. He, just, you know, he should, uh, him and Brad Pitt, yeah. you can't be a character actor if you look like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I just want to play the hunch. Fine, you can produce your own weird <laughs> movies if you want, but we're not, that's not what we think. It really bothered me that in uh, So Long Farewell, A Feeder's Saying Goodbye, the cuckoo never got a laugh. And it's such a funny little thing. And, and it's especially for that time, once again, humor, you only had so much. The, the, <laughs> Them setting up this song beat where the kids pop out from the behind the back and go cuckoo, cuckoo, and it's in a group of adults. They gotta laugh. They gotta give him a little like, <laughs> and it never happened. It <clears throat> never happened. It didn't happen at the competition at the end either. What? I was like, come on. If you notice, the uh, audience watching them isn't saying anything at all throughout the entire first part. But they laughed. There were some giggles when Fraulein bowed. That was funny. Sixteen though. times. That was so. Funny. Oh like, yeah. Like I felt like that. That shows an audience ready to, you know, like, give a little... Yeah, but, like, your father's buddies aren't going to necessarily find the whole, like, number charming of everyone going to sleep, you know? Okay, well, that's fair. I mean, it's to your taste or not. I just feel like when it's children performing, you should give a little... (laughs) Paul? They're doing good. I'm going to tell you what I told the last ten batch of children that I saw on this stage. If it was funny, (laughs) the audience would have (laughs) laughed. Next. All right, well, does anybody have any uh, uh, final thoughts on The Sound of Music before we move on to The Trap Family in America? That it's mm. terrific, but I cannot watch it. It is too slow and too too mm. classic. It's like reading classical literature for me. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I need something for someone dumber. I don't want to say dumber. Younger, maybe? <laughs> or a bloody hatchet? Or a goblin? This media. Yeah. 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 But you can recognize the oh, uh, validity of yeah. the performances and the Tremendous. songs. Absolutely. Yeah. Billy Joel's probably great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're missing out. Maybe. Man. Deep catalog. Does this movie belong on the AFI Top 100? Yeah. Oh, I wasn't expecting that from you two. I mean, not from Travis. The merit is clear. It's just an old, boring movie. Mm. (laughs) Well, okay, arguably. Uh, (laughs) Look, I got my old, boring Um, movies I love. I'm not going to take anyone else's away. It belongs where it is, and I'm just going to keep moving. It has the second highest climb between lists, uh, still second to Rocky. Jumped up 15 spots in 10 years. Did it get better, or... I guess you just, 10 years go by and you go, this one's not that good. This one's really good. So as established, the uh, unofficial sequel is the actual sequel to the original German movie, more based on the real events. And this is the second part of that in which the traps moved to America. Uh, We all know that. We all watched it. Um, How did everybody feel about that movie? I tried to be open. You know, I like to like things, Paul. (laughs) I like to go in and enjoy them if I can. And there were things I did manage to enjoy about this movie, but it was an, another experience of just being dragged across every minute until we got to the end. Yeah, really, really tough to get through. And uh, the subtitles made it trickier this time. Normally, subtitles don't bother me, but... Because it demands you your attention. Subtitles are a, 
or yeah. yeah, and I mean, it gets the point across, but yeah, mm-hmm. it demands your attention whenever your attention is already wavering, so. I watch a lot of really fun stuff on YouTube, and it was all just like in the right there in the sidebar, and I was watching, <laughs> I was watching this movie, but right there next to it, there was all this really fun stuff. So I struggled. I struggled yeah. with focus. Mm. Who? I'm glad it's not you just could, me. You could make it full screen. <laughs> you know. Make it full screen. Yep. <laughs> True. Well, okay. I'm I'm alone in this opinion then, which is fine. I'm not mad about it. I loved this movie. This movie really? worked on me very similarly because I found everybody likable. The whole cast, uh, German or no, mm. I, I thought I loved everybody. I'm, okay, sorry. I didn't mean that the way it sounded. <laughs> more so just like whether I can connect with uh, a performance in a foreign language. But I felt like I understood who everybody was, and I loved them each. All I found all of both of the leads very, very charming—the Maria and the captain. Mm-hmm. I had an issue with, but not a, not in a bad way. I had an issue in the way the movie wanted you to have an issue, although they never really paid off on it. The pastor, that is their like conductor, yeah. he was just a big problem. <laughs> And they give him, and they give him a line toward the beginning where the cab driver, who is now their chauffeur, also a little character, I like, I found. I liked although him. at the be- liked him. and at the beginning of the movie, I was like, "Who is he?" <laughs> it took them like three scenes of him being like, "Um, your main confidant," to find out <laughs> he was their driver and a former cabbie, which is why he's dressed like a classic cabbie. He's great, shirt. but also speaks German. Yeah. I yeah. loved getting to see how German people, because my take on him is that he was an American who spoke German, and that's why he was helping mm-hmm. them in America as their yes. valet. So getting to see what a German audience thought an American was, and he's just a yeah. little loud, and he's just a little mm-hmm. brash, mm-hmm. and when he Sloppy. when he yodels, it's yeah. just a little wrong, and yeah. his shirt are and a little drinking loud. all the time. <laughs> yeah. He's constantly drinking out of a flask or a bottle. You know, fair uh, enough, because when we but he's when we have Germans in our movies, you bet they're uptight. You know, we yeah. we they're yeah. eating oh, yeah. strudel or drinking coffee and smoking yeah. um, all of the cigarettes. So, turnabout's fair play. We're trying to kill Indiana Jones. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, anyways, Pastor Guy's a problem. He's the one who, throughout the movie, he gives it. They give a line to sort of justify him at the beginning, where the cabbie says. Why don't you just leave? We need priests or whatever. And he's like, I'm just supposed to leave this family. I'm committed to them. You know, it's a lovable like, oh, he's a good guy. And then he spends the whole movie telling them not to sing the music that's going to help them and does help them and has helped them already. Like they just keep being like, maybe we should sing a different song. And he goes, no, no, no. And it's like somebody, (laughs) you don't need this guy. You really don't. He's a priest and they sing religious music. I feel like it'd be going against his job if he told him not to. I guess maybe I need to see the first one <laughs> maybe, to yeah. understand would it help if he... that the religious movie worked at some point, yeah. you know, it... because in this movie it never That's works. True. Would it help if he got his comeuppance at yeah. the end and they were like, get out of here, no, father, he was... Vader? No, he was too nice. Oh. Yeah. I also loved the way they played American managers, like music managers. Like uh, when the woman comes in, he's like, oh. I love it. It's the best choir I've ever heard. He goes, you're the only person in America who thinks that. Like, it was like a Cosmo Kramer. Yeah. yeah. There, this is uh, not going to translate for the yeah. podcast. We're going to do it anyway. Uh, but there was a really great moment 
when like the the like when like the first concert we see and the kids are all bombing, you know, and the guy comes out and they're talking about the canaries, you know, and I'm the father of the canaries. Yeah, I got canaries at right. home. So yeah. the guy, when yeah. he says, I'm the father of the canaries, the guy comes over with his hand extended out in a sympathetic handshake, but the captain is holding a child. So in the other cut, rather than it be a handshake, he kind of like, he gives it like one of these and then instantly is up and patting the shoulder. <laughs> so it looks like he's going in for a handshake and then two slows him and it's like, pat, pat, also <laughs> hate your kids, bye. Oh, that was the best, oh, yeah. the best part of the movie. So that's our like new handshake we do with yeah. each other lauren and i yeah yeah i love it i love it it's yeah, like somehow more moment. condescending than pulling back to swipe the hair <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I, I am touching you just not you where i told you i would yeah right. yeah yeah i got you but yeah. Yeah. you got got i'm yeah. sorry you're gonna yeah. have to live with that i feel sorry for i pity you, you. I'm pranking you, and I yeah. pity you. Yeah, yeah. I felt like all the side characters in this movie were really likable too. Big American stereotypes or not, like I loved the little kids that picked up the guitar and played. Oh it. man, that like, kid was this awesome. Was a big, yeah, yes. Yeah, this was a big unsung heroes movie for me because I felt like every shot, like the guy who ends up writing them the check, I liked the way he played that part. It's just sort of like a di- like he won't even learn his like language wife's language. He's just just like distant, money obsessed guy but when he would chime in i, I don't know he just seemed i very really like the the scene where they very organically learn that they can sing other kinds of music and get money for it when that drunken sailor pays right. them to yeah, sing right. their song and they're all singing right. that. that's so beautifully lit for you know i don't know what kind of budgeted movie it is in 1958 for germany but it seems smallish but it was so elegantly done mm. yeah I thought in general it looked really nice, and I was really delighted also at its old look, and you know the old acting and the just seeing New York in the fifties. That was crazy. one of the very few uh, notes I found on this movie is that they just made absolutely no attempt to update the look to to take place when it took place, mm-hmm. like at all. They just kept it with the cars of the time and the marquees of the time. Oh, okay, sure, affordable. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't yeah. think anything of it, um, but... but well, of course, because we're in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> it seemed pretty old timey yeah. to me. Yeah. 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 I mean, look, exactly. yeah, sure, <laughs> old. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I quite enjoyed it. I did also find it cool and fascinating that though the movie, every time they perform, it's for the plot. It's just them singing as a choir uh, because that is the plot of the movie. It ends with a full-on musical number where they are singing to the camera i like that that they have bought a new house and they're painting the new house yes i like, I like that, that too. On the i wish farm. the whole movie had been like yeah. that honestly i don't know i don't know i kind of like it oh. as a nice little like i would like to see more musicals do a almost like wrap up where all the characters are looking at me me i'm part of it now mm. <laughs> there was a moment in the middle when I was just reading it like I wanted it to be musical. Like I want, like for example, I feel like if this movie had been made in the style of The Sound of Music, plot-wise, I'm pretty okay with it as a movie, Yeah. you know, in comparison. And I felt like there was a moment in the middle when she's trying to, because a lot of this story, a big part of this story, is literally them adjusting to what America is like. Mm -hmm. And because it's made by German actors and German writers and everything, it is literally them reacting to America and not fully understanding. Yeah. So you get a lot of in jokes like that. And 
the section in the middle when she's trying to learn because they're rejected as a band because they don't have sex appeal she's trying to learn what the concept of sex appeal is and there's a cast of people that work in a bookshop that try to tell her one by one and they come in showing her different things and i'm like musical number this is a perfect musical number to dance around and this is my version of sex appeal this is mine this is mine this is yours oh let's dance all around like it would have just mwah, it would have been true. a beautiful it's a good call paul yeah. you should be in charge of german movies <laughs> I did one thing that I did really like about um, thinking about this movie because it is such a nice, soft, easy. There's not a lot of peaks and valleys. It's a pretty straight line, like I said, to their success. And what I think is fascinating about that is that, like, for German and Austrian audiences who did not like the Nazis, also, it's probably really nice to see a story about people like them who were affected by the Nazis and fled the Nazis because mm. they hated them and then found success in the post-war swell of New York City just on yeah. their Germanness, singing their German tunes. Um, that probably had to be a pretty nice thing to see in 1958. Yeah. Yeah. Their Salzburg tunes didn't work. They did at least have to switch to Vienna, Viennese. That was, uh, right. I keep saying switch. Germany. Yeah. I was saying Germany while I was watching yeah. the movie. Yeah. So, like, I am, you know, yeah. I am that loud, drunk American with the shirt, and I'm driving my taxi cab into <laughs> yeah. bank walls or whatever. Let's. St oh, okay, so I have a quick before we get into your guys' segments. I have a quick rousing housing. They live in there with a spouse, maybe one or two mouses. Either way, let's get soused in there, rousing housing. I don't know if this totally qualifies, but this is houses that are featured in more than one film uh, that have credits on IMDb, essentially. In the background of the picnic in the mountain pasture, when Maria and the children are singing Do Re Mi, you can make out a castle on top of the hill. This castle featured more prominently in the Richard Burton Clint Eastwood thriller, Where Eagles Dare. Oh, nice. So, yeah. I told you. Famous <laughs> Castle, um, which was in a myth. Famous mountain castle. It's a great title for a song or a film. I love that title. Where Eagles Dare? Ooh, yeah, I want to go there. Yeah. Whew. I mean, not in real life, but I'll watch an adventure movie about to it. To go where Eagles Dare? Sounds pretty crazy. Yeah. I would, I would like to... <laughs> I would like to see it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It honestly makes me want to watch the movie. Yeah. Just title alone. Plus Clint Eastwood, uh, Richard Burton. Yeah. Those two going where eagles so dare? We, Give me a break. So far, we got eagles where eagles dare and nuns on the run. That's our follow-up showdown homework that we've come to organically. Nice. We got we all got to watch those. So Lawrence McCormick. Okay. She's gonna cast the reboot of the sound of the. If it were made today. Right. The song will explain yeah. it. Come one, come all to Lawrence McCorner. Last time I said it was the fifth time. Turns out that one was the sixth time. His number seven, real quick rhyme. I just sure. cast. Um, the part of Maria, the captain, and Mother Superior. Okay, I like great. That yeah, I will take what I can get. I do, I forgot I wanted to bring this up. I want to impart a new rule onto Lawrence okay. Carter. If you've used the same actor thrice, you cannot then use them for thrice more Picornia. Sorry, Zendaya. <laughs> no, she's only been used once. But this is before we started the segment. She was brought up a lot. So I think it will happen. Mm. But you have not yet used three of anyone. You are close with Brian Cranston and Bill Hader. You only have one more Cranston and one more Hader. When have I cast them before and, and stuff before? You cast them and stuff. I have? Twice this season. Yeah. Bill yeah. Hader? Yeah. 
I have yeah. a terrible memory. Okay. That's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. That's what this rule is here for. So I'm just going to make a little thing for you that says, you know, like, this and, actor's face yeah. X. Can't use it. Okay. Yeah. Once you're on timeout, but you're not. Okay. Yet, so. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so for the role of Maria, I have Kristen Bell. I think she'd be really fun. Ooh, she can yeah. sing. Yeah, Ooh. very fun. She can sing. Yeah, she's very bubbly. Yeah. Kristen yeah. Bell. Kristen Bell. Uh-huh. Kristen Bell. Um, <laughs> for, uh, for the captain, I have Ryan Gosling. Because... Uh, okay, you're on Gosling. Uh-oh. Watch. You've done, that, that's your second Who Gosling. Just letting oh, you know. God. In French Connection. To be okay. here to witness Gosling. <laughs> Heavens. Wow. Okay, this one for sure I know Lawrence I haven't done before. controversy. <laughs> for Mother Superior, I, I have uh, Shirley MacLaine. Oh, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Great choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see if she comes back. That's... <laughs> She's great. All right. Good, good thank corner. You, thank you. Yeah, solid. Uh, okay, Travis, it's time for your segment that you tried to get on the last episode, and I explained to you why it didn't make it, but I do like the segment. Good so segment. Take us away. It's a great, great segment. segment. It's a little long. One yeah. room for it on our. Is it going to be long this time? It could get cut again. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, everyone, buckle up for a very short Trek Stars. Stars. Trek Stars. There's one bar. Another one bar. Travis is sure that if an actor's been on a Star Trek show, it's something that we all must know. Trek Stars. And the song's going, okay. probably. It's a really good one, I bet. Yeah, there'll be Great. a song. Very excited yeah. about that. <laughs> um, this is actually a really great one for uh, introducing Trek stars to the show because there's two huge ones. First one, you already said Robert Wise directed Star Trek The Motion Picture because he also directed The Day the Earth Stood Still, and they wanted a science fiction pinch hitter for that movie. Uh, and then the last Star Trek movie uh, starring the original crew, The Undiscovered Country, features Christopher Plummer as Klingon mm-hmm. General Chang. And that is, in mm-hmm. my opinion, for my money, the best Star Trek movie there is. Honorable mention to his daughter, Amanda Plummer, who was recently on uh, season three of Picard as the villain. Nice. So which which movie good. was that? Which one? For Amanda Plummer? For Christopher. No, for Christopher. That was Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered ah, yes. Country, That's 1990. That's my yes. favorite I have seen that one. Oh. I've seen oh, a few, so and I've seen that one. And I so loved good. my Chris Plummy. Yeah. He's delicious. Mm-hmm. Great. That was a great Trek Stars. Also, the, the segment is about uh, Travis listing what Star Trek actors are. They'll know from the song. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, oh, okay. I got to, now I got to get specific with my lyrics. All right. So... Great segments, everybody. Uh, I just, real quick, have to call out one other sequel, sort of, outside of the other Trap Family movie that we didn't watch, the prequel, essentially. It's all movies. The woman that Liesl was based on, Agatha, wrote her own book, like her mother, called Memories Before and After the Sound of Music, which was later itself turned into a film, The Von Trapp Family, A Life of Music, which is Matthew McFadden of Succession fame, mm. uh, is in Whoa. that movie. And it's a more recent movie, 2015. So more of those delightful traps. They just can't stop making movies about yeah, them. Yeah, Hollywood loves them. So yeah, that's uh, that's my other sequel segment, I guess. 
Oh! Unsung Heroes. Unsung Heroes. Hit it, Paul Jr. Unsung Heroes! You already wasted Uh, ours. Does anybody No, no, no. Did I? Our Unsung Hero was the... The handshake total. I'm sorry. I forgot that was our unsung. I'm sorry. In the Trap Family in America. But you didn't have one for Sound of Music. What was yours, honey, for Sound of Music? I didn't have one for Sound of Music. Damn it. I'll think of one. Oh, you will? I'll go last. I can do it. Oh, yeah, you've seen it enough. Is there anyone... So Okay, so Unsung Heroes, these are minor characters. Yeah, uh, moments, yeah, characters that came in, actors or extras or otherwise, that really delighted the moment for you, brought brought something to the table. The song will explain it. (laughs) Okay. Mm, no, not really that <laughs> one. Yeah. Do you have any, Robin? Um, Caesar, uh, I feel like every like they're all Nazis or nuns. I feel like if they're either sung mm. or they're a Nazi or they're a nun. <laughs> Is there anybody mm-hmm. else? Well, there's Austrians who are not, you know, yet Nazis. Sundry socialites at the bar. Okay, yeah, I guess uh, the uh, okay, uh, yeah, at the end when they're buying time for the Von Traps to escape, and that lady comes up and bows a whole bunch. Yeah, uh, Fräulein yeah. Schweiger. She was great. Yeah. she's pretty sound. She's, she's fantastic. Well, she yeah, but I did write her down in case nobody Appreciate else it. did. Uh, my first one is Kurt's shirt. When she makes them all close out of their curtains. Oh yeah. He has a long sleeve shirt, and it looks smashing. I want that shirt. I didn't want any of the rest. Oh, of we can do shirts. I want a shirt. <laughs> yeah, sorry, it's a loose rule. Okay. Paul loves it when we're yeah. loose with the rules. Any, no, you guys are the ones that take it there, and then I have to yes, accept you do. it. That's what happens. For yeah. fun. Okay, when they get married, the ringing of the bells mm. in the church tower. Mm. There's a kid, like all of his elevated body from the ground. <laughs> yeah, on the rope ringing yeah, the yeah. bells. So unsung hero there. I don't know where the ground is. Uh, from underneath him, how high up he is, how difficult his job is, but I took notice and I appreciated his efforts. That's for sure. Can I say the triple octave that Julie Andrews hits at the end of Do Re Mi when she's climbing up the steps? Yeah. It's mm. like she's already yeah. like she's going up to the top of the scale at the end of the song, yeah. and she hits mm-hmm. the final Do. And she goes up another octave, and then up another octave, and then up another octave. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. I wonder if there's a list that keeps track of, like, greatest uh, singing moments in history. And, you know, where that ranks on there. Like, he, she is... What she can do does seem, like, otherworldly in its yeah. perfection. Yeah. And even more than, like, an opera singer or something. It's just, like, a voice made to sing clearly and perfectly and yeah. you know i don't know yeah ripping those uh, octaves you know mm-hmm. that's what we say yeah that's what singers say ripping an yeah. octave yeah. oh <laughs> nice so if she might be coaching you for example she might say no rip 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 the octave <laughs> robin robin oh my god <laughs> Oh, yeah. I want to live in this joke. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess they're pretty sung, but I really loved Maria's dresses of like the the undershirt and like sort of like the bustier and like the the flowy the flowy skirt. She mm-hmm. had like they were all like that in variations, and I was like, I want these outfits. All yeah, she had good looks. Yeah. Yeah. She did. Mm-hmm. 
That is for sure. Uh, the Nazi who came out to announce they're gone when they don't come out to take their prize. I just love picturing that guy's like thought process as he's running through the tunnel. Like, what am I gonna say? What am I gonna say? <laughs> I gotta let him know. I gotta be succinct. I gotta. I don't know if I should do it in public. <sighs> they're gone. Maybe. Like, maybe the whole time he was just no, in a panic. No, he was just thinking, they're gone. Yeah. They're gone. They're gone. They're gone. So yeah. when he got there, he didn't. He actually forgot to prepare anything, and all he had left in his head was, they're gone. I, I, he would have at least been out of breath. Yeah, or screamed it. I feel that's what I was waiting for. So it really stuck out to me when he went. I, I loved the boldness at the end of a three-hour movie of repeatedly cutting to an empty doorway. Yeah. No one, <laughs> no one emerging. I wish they had gone on longer. When probably is the audience member, you, that's what you were thinking might happen, were hoping might happen. <laughs> but you still got to sit there. I have so many for the sequel oh actually uh, I just, I, you, I remind, you saying that reminded me before you move on to the sequel that that the ending of the sound of music reminds me so much of the blues brothers as well because <laughs> the blue of the sound of because music. the blues brothers are playing and the band and the cops are there That's to right. like arrest them after the yeah, show yeah and yeah yeah there are also oh, nazis yeah. oh yeah they're Same waiting for them yeah. yeah there are nazis mm-hmm. yeah you're right do with yeah. that what you will it works Influential this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Blues Brothers had to work a little harder because, you know, they probably the cops had seen the sound of music <laughs> and, then, and, the, and the Nazis. Oh, they're going to try one of those sound of musics on us. Don't have no one backstage, okay? <laughs> Just don't have no that one tunnel backstage. Over there? Yeah. That person tunnel? <laughs> Keep your eye on That's it. That's why they had to. See that tunnel over there? Lead straight to the exit. Don't let him go there! <laughs> Okay, so for the sequel, I got uh, Drunk Sailor. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we brought him up already, but he was yeah. his drunk acting was fantastic. And I was so relieved he wasn't um, meaner to them, because I really thought he was going to be. Yeah, he ended up kind of being the beginning of their yeah. success. I loved the bit that they did with the gum, where the little girl is chewing gum, and the mom asks her about it, and she's like, what is that? She goes, people like to stick it under tables. She goes, for what? So they can find it. And then she hands it to her mom before they go in to sing, and then the mom just hands it to the dad. And then while he's waiting for their audition, he, like, is pulling. It's, like, stuck between his hands, and then he, by the, when they come out of the audition, he has it in his mouth. I just like That is such a 1950s, like, you know America and their bubble gum. Like, yeah, sure. man, we, we loved it back then. We put it in our baseball cards. I mean, I loved how far of a gap there was in terms of understanding with things like where she she gets the audition because she gets mad and bangs on the table and then the way she interprets it is like i banged on the table a couple of times so i guess they love it in america <laughs> like but we do though it, it was uh we do like it when people are yeah. yelling and hitting stuff we go sure. crazy for it it's true i had my last unsung hero that i'll say is there's a sequence of showing newspapers advertising the trap family and not a single one of them has a headline that says, The Trap Family, new singing sensation, come see this band. They're all actual like front page headlines, and they're all terrible things. I wrote them down. Woman warns Kathy Crosby of kidnapping. Wind wrecks 150 homes. <laughs> City deaths. Two missing as boat smashes against buoy in river. 
ex-convict admits to planning kidnapping to ex-wife. It's like, <laughs> and that's all of them. Not a single one is possible. Those are all episodes it's, of it's, Alfred it's, Hitchcock present. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I, I don't know if it was an in-joke from the people like to the German, you know, film company being like, yeah, we'll give you some uh, American paper. Sure, sure. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, they'll look real good. Maybe, yeah, I mean, maybe this is how German newspapers were. Maybe they were like, time to read the daily. But it's American. It's supposed to be American. But it's Germans making it. Hmm. Do you think Germans think that our so news just, is really dour? They would, they would just have an unrelated picture of a family band next to one of those headlines. <laughs> it's a different culture, Paul. It's not for us to judge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Maybe Keep an open right. mind. Okay, great. What order are we doing the pitches um, in, Paul? Eat while you decide. Yeah, yeah, I'll go first. <laughs> Who's going second? Wait, Robin, do you have a preference? Guests can choose first. Let's let's be let's be uh, kind. Uh, I'll go second to last. And Lauren will be second. So I'm last. Travis will. Yes, Travis is okay. strong. The end. Save the best for last. Yeah, yeah. save the hmm. worst for second to last. That's my <laughs> That's a teaser. That's what they call a teaser. Uh, what kind of information are you looking for? It's called, I'm starting with title, as the movie does <laughs> in every way possible, uh, Finding Your Harmony. This title track, Finding Your Harmony, is sung by the Von Trapps with Maria teaching the kids another music lesson as they make their way down the hill into Switzerland. So we're picking up right where we left off. Here, it is established that the shy Louisa, the second eldest daughter, may have the best singing voice of any of the children, even better than Liesel's to everyone's surprise. Though this film features all of the children as individuals more than the first one did, it is really Louisa's story. Uh, pause right there. Uh, where this pitch came from is I really like even just giving Brigitta the book when she came in says something about her. I feel like they really do say absolutely nothing about Louisa uh, with the exception of Maria mentioning to the captain, I haven't gotten to know Louisa yet, but somebody has to. Mm. So yeah. that's what I'm most intrigued to do. Get to know her. In this sequel. Yeah. yeah. So in Switzerland, the family finds an inn and offer to perform in exchange for room and board for one night. The innkeeper accepts, leading the performance of the song, Sing for Your Supper, Belt for a Bed, which solidifies Louisa's best singer status among the group. Maria is proud, but the captain is over the moon to finally be discovering who Louisa was meant to be. It is also established in this sequence that Friedrich is Louisa's closest confidant. He grills her on how she could keep her voice a secret even from him, to which she responds that she never wanted any, everyone looking at her. The family uses their tip money to take a train to Italy to the captain's family farm where he grew up. Uh, where the family lives for a while. Here, in this sequence of the movie, four major things happen. One, Liesel becomes fraught with emotion about the way the less fortunate must live, having only known affluence herself. She comes to for Maria for advice about what she can do to help. Two, Brigitta takes a firm interest in caring for the animals, and Marta and Gretel help. Cute, cute, cute. <laughs> Three, Maria becomes pregnant and then gives birth to a new Von Trapp, Maximilian after the man who helped them escape. And four, Louisa rebuffs the advances of a local boy, Giuseppe, but becomes very close with his sister, Fabiana, who brings the girl out of her shell more than ever before. 
Luisa's complicated romantic feelings lead to a duet between her and Liesel. There is nothing like a man slash I want nothing from a man. Nice. In 1943, when the German occupation of Italy happens, the family decides to move again, this time to America. Liesel stays behind, unwilling to leave her new position as a social worker in the war effort or her new husband, Antonio. So she finally got her marriage she wanted so badly. Good for her. Luisa is heartbroken to be separated from Fabiana, a sentiment the captain doesn't fully understand, but Maria seems to. On the ship ride over, Luisa confesses to her mother that she doesn't wish to sing anymore. When they get to America, after a little while, the family receives word that Liesel died in childbirth Whoa. in Italy. Whoa. Another unfun Maria is distraught, but stays strong for the captain, who is completely shattered by this. Her singing voice being one of the only things that seems to bring him comfort, Louisa refuses to let her wishes be known and continues as one of the Von Trapp singers who become very popular in the States. Louisa feels further isolated after Friedrich meets and falls in love with an American girl, Sally. They have a love song about learning each other's cultures. Now you show me yours. <laughs> then, <laughs> at the height of their popularity, making records, selling out concert halls, Tragedy strikes again as the captain falls oh ill, God. deathly ill. Maria tells him that he must let Luisa know that he is proud of her no matter what. The father and daughter have a lovely deathbed scene in which he sings a song to her, Luisa. Mm. After the captain's passing, Luisa declares that she will never stop singing in his honor, but Maria says she must do the opposite. She must find her own destiny and her own happiness. It's what he would want for her. This leads into a reprieve of Finding Your Harmony. Years later, an elderly Maria and adult Kurt run the Von Trapp family lodge as a popular tourist attraction in America. Marta Ann Gretel tends all the animals on the property. For her birthday, all of her children, Maria's, come from all over the world to visit, including Liesel's widower Antonio with their daughter Liesel in tow. Friedrich and Sally are married, Brigitte has become a veterinarian, and Louisa now an author whose book about the family's life as singers is a bestseller, is accompanied by a lady friend who makes her very happy. Ooh. She leads the family in singing Edelweiss in honor of her father. Maria is moved to tears. Okay. All right. That's, I wouldn't. It's terrific. It's very sad. Very sad, but yeah. well put together. Yeah. Opportunity yeah. to have an Italian character named Mario that you didn't take. That's a <laughs> choice. That's understandable. <clears throat> I thought the times, maybe not a lot of Mario's. But probably. probably were. Plenty of Antonio's and Giuseppe's, though. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm next. Peanut butter Lauren Peanut butter Lauren time. Yeah. And I pray that this will become a happy family in thy sight. So I have, like, yeah. like, what I want to happen in the film and, like, more of a vibe. Okay. So the Von Trapps uh, seek refuge in Portugal. While they're there, um, they sing to lift the spirits of their fellow refugees. And, you know, just, like, well, everyone's trying to figure stuff out just to keep the mood light. Uh, Liesl meets and falls in love with a good young man who uh, is part of the war efforts to like help people um, escape points of strife, etc. Um, she joins in his efforts. Um, the whole family gets involved with the efforts as well, and they just continue to try to bring joy and spread joy in a very dark time. And it is called mm. Music of the Heart. Lovely. Yeah. I love tough, it. Tough, tough. But I love its simplicity. That as a pitch is so solid that rather than 
like in America and in what actually happened, they, you know, escaped and then became successful. Right. It's them using their gift to help others. That's, that's Thank good. Thank you. I don't know if it'll be mine, but it's Probably good. Probably not. <laughs> oh, well, it's Robin's yeah. turn. Yes. Yes, it is. I wonder what grass tastes like. Follow-up showdown all-star Robin. Defending oh, right. Yeah. So, uh... I've got two ideas. Both feature Kurt. One of them, he grows up to be an astronaut. Um, Whoa. And that's the whole idea. So they get to America. <laughs> okay. And then Kurt grows up to be an astronaut. And I think that's fun even, you know, like you could still have a lot of yeah. Von Trapp family like singing songs and climbing a mountain and you know yeah, like, on the moon. sing all the classic songs but you know it's yeah. all like background action while Kurt is becoming an astronaut and everybody likes to see you know relive the glory days of American excellence going to the moon and mm. stuff you know and uh sounds like there's some good Florida yeah. scenes in there yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. so I Florida at its so that, that's basically that's like that's a good pitch for anybody that likes movies about like going to going to, to the moon um I love playing them. to his audience. That and none. <laughs> that and none. You know, yeah. you can't get you can't do any better. The other one I uh, yeah. would also uh, strongly feature Kurt, and in this one, he helps invent rock and roll. Um, so they get to America, oh, cool. and uh, they're doing the Von Trapp family singers thing. You know, doing these Austrian folk songs. Um, and I think that would dovetail very nicely with the. Uh, you know, at this point, Kurt would be. Um, like pushing 40 or something. No, it'd be like 30 ish, yeah. late 20s, when uh, the folk music scene in Greenwich Village, New York, was really kicking off. Dave Van Ronk and all the classic folkies there. I feel like he would fit right in. He's got this Austrian folk music experience, mm. but he would also be have this front row seat for, uh, you know, uh, the, the Lomax's field recordings coming in and blues music starting to mix. And this advent of mm. rock and roll songwriting, and uh, and I think that mm. you could basically just take the whole story of Bob Dylan and just call him Kurt, and then that that would be a pretty good movie because <laughs> it's a good story. Uh-huh. But nobody really wants to see a movie about Bob Dylan, but a movie about a guy who does Kurt. all the same things named Kurt, yeah. who was in The Sound of Music. <laughs> yeah. I think that sounds like a pretty good movie. Yeah. yeah. What about Kurt Cobain? I. Uh, Kurt Cobain. I particularly like the notion of taking a movie based on a real story that happened to people and then turning its sequel into a different story that happened to somebody else. I have another idea else. where Kurt wins <laughs> yeah. like the big game, uh, like the big basketball game. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. So in that, that one, sounds great. Kurt plays basketball and then he, like, he wins the big game. Mm. I think people like to see that too. He yeah. could. Uh, There's probably a band and song. Yeah. Do handstands still. on the yeah. top of trucks too. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, like in Teen Wolf. Wolf. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a Teen Wolf reference. <laughs> uh, do you have a title? For well, any... the first one's Kirk. Uh, the first one's Kirk goes to one... the moon. Uh, the second one. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know what you're getting. The second one. Um, I was thinking maybe like. Um, uh, Kurt. Kurt. Uh, Kurt the rock, rock and roll Kurt, I think probably would be that one. Yeah, yeah. Kurt, Kurt Rock. I like it. Like <laughs> Ernest. 
Rock and Roller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rock, yeah. Rock and Roll Kurt, and, and, then, Roll Kurt. and then the yeah. third one, I guess, would be Kurt wins yeah. the big game. Yeah. And I wanted to give you a specific compliment. I, In the end, I felt like it was important to say what um, Louisa became because her whole thing was finding herself. And I got to the point that I was like, well, we already have doctors, and we have farmers, and we have singers and teachers, and, like, I couldn't... I was like, what's another job? And then I landed on writer, which works in a different way because it's sort of based on life, but I never thought of astronaut. <laughs> and I, it's really you were close, driving though. me crazy to be like, I couldn't think I mean, of any a job. You were so close. Yeah. Astronaut. Like, call it writer, yeah. school teacher, firefighter. Yeah. No, it's butcher, astronaut. baker, candlestick maker. Yeah. Astronaut. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think of any of those. All okay. right, Travis. Finish All right. Out. All right. I, too, am a man of hidden talents. The Von Trapps flee across Eastern Europe, outpacing the war, but not its rhetoric. The Third Reich, rising to power fast, sends out a bounty hunter to retrieve the captain, kill the nun, and abandon the orphans, though he implies he wouldn't have a problem killing them if needed. The Von Trapps partridge family their way across the European peninsula, singing regional songs and making new allies in the growing resistance. Uh, The first... Mm country we cross is germany of course and sammy davis jr is there as a german singer nightclub owner to give us a much needed dose of perspective on this war uh for this rich white family um and i think having a black jewish guy um introduce them to like the realities of especially like um because captain von trapp knows war so this will be um, for the audience and for the family and we're going to get a first musical number i've got to be me sung by Sammy Davis Jr., which did not come out in the 40s, but we're going to allow it because this is going to be a theme throughout the movie. Mm. Next, we get to France, and that's where we meet American artist-tourist Paul Newman, Mm. who, like Max, thinks he can be non-political as he watches the growing storm. He helps the Von Trapps for the children's sake because he's not a monster, uh, but he's going to go home to America where the war cannot touch him. This disturbs the captain, as he too is attempting to flee the war so it does not touch him. Then we get to Sean Connery, a Scot who's been fighting all his life. He gets the family from France to Spain before he's going to head back to Germany to keep fighting. But our assassin has shown up. He uh, fights while the captain tries to keep the family safe, and the Sean Connery kills him. Um, I don't think I cast this assassin, actually, I'm afraid. Yeah. Um, any, you don't have to cast the whole thing, you know. <laughs> you don't have to cast anybody. <clears throat> Captain Von Trapp returns with Sean Connery back to the war, um, unable to rectify in his conscious uh, conscience, uh, fleeing with the family while so many other families are going to get devoured and blown apart on their way to him. Uh, so he leaves his family with Ricardo Montalban. Sorry, it's another cast, and and in the village yeah. in Spain who is kind of like in an, uh, in an escape from the planet of the apes style, like taking care of the family while he goes back um, to fight the war. It mm. ends at uh, like sunset or nighttime with the Von Trapps living in their new village, um, listening to the radio in Spanish for news from the front. Uh, and while everyone's sitting around um, listening to it, the youngest child, the girl whose name I can't recall, Gretel, Gretel she starts singing. I've got to be me. Um, sweetly and sadly to mm. herself, and everyone turns and listens to that mm. instead. This mm. echoes a moment I forgot mm. to say earlier, where when the captain decides to leave his family, 
to explain it to them, he sings a very sad, poignant rendition of I've Gotta Be Me um, to let them know that he is the captain. He cannot sit idly by, idle vice by, while the war comes for them. Um, and the name of the picture yeah. is The Drums of War. Ooh, I like that title. Thank oh, you. Yeah. And I want to explain my outburst note was more meant in the spirit of not don't cast your movie, but you don't have to feel bad if you miss one. Thank you. I, you know, that's more I like it I when you don't want me to feel bad. <laughs> yeah, this time. <laughs> that was one of those, yeah. No, but you Thank did, you. That's great. Yeah, bravo. So we voting? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're voting. Everybody gets one vote. Robin? You want me to start? Yeah, as it happens. Oh, and you, and you can't vote for your own. Yeah. Should I, am I voting now? Because yeah. I vote, I vote for, for it. Travis's. You had me at Bounty Hunter. Mm. Thank you. Excellent. <laughs> this makes so much sense. Mm. Okay. All right. Um, I almost uh, went for the astronaut, but I, uh, I'm going to go with Lauren's. I think it's the most in the spirit of the original. Heavens. You called your movie boring, bro. <laughs> No, I loved this movie. I just I went yeah. on and on about it. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I mean that I you know me, right? Yeah, I know that's you. That's my thing, Lauren. Yeah, Lauren. I see that you are taking some time to consider weighing some options. Don't. Mm-hmm. Uh... It just seems unusual to me. Um, I kind of mm. thought it felt like mm, who uh, who should I be worried about right now? I... As as he holds his hand, <laughs> as if to backhand her, <laughs> given the outcome. Oh uh, man, and I yeah, it's really, babe. Yeah, it's really close. I would, me and. I'm going to vote for Paul. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I like Paul, and I heard the pitch. It was good, solid. As Could a... I maybe the, for the listeners? Thank you. What uh, tipped you? Um, I know it's really good. Mm, I mm. like I like that. Uh, As opposed to my, I understand. Yours is also really good. That's right. Took moment. Yeah, it is <clears throat> absolutely. And, like, everybody did. A, everybody did. Hard. Everybody did a great job. Now yeah. we have yeah. a tie, though. I know the prop. Well, I haven't voted. I know now it's Travis's vote. Oh, yeah. What did I do, honey, today, <laughs> to uh, not merit a vote or <laughs> consideration? <laughs> I don't even get to cast a vote. Um. <laughs> So, but here's the problem: if I vote for Robbins, we're in a dead heat. That's true. true. Yeah. Wait. I voted for yeah. Lawrence. Robin voted for Travis. Lauren voted for me. Everybody. Right. That's right. I forgot. For... Sorry, I forgot. Robin voted for me because no one else voted for me, and I immediately erased the good thing that happened to me oh, to yeah. focus on the bad. I like yours, sure, Travis. Sure. Yeah. me. Thank you, Robin. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lauren, what was yours again? Uh, they go down to Portugal, they go to and, Portugal and um, Liesl falls in love with a abolitionist who's nice. helping everybody, That's and nice. she gets involved. She falls in love with him, and all the family right, sings right, right, songs right, right, to right, make right, everything right. seem better. Because Paul's is really good too, though. It's so dour, though. And it's got that trilogy. And in mine, Kurt wins the big game. He wins. It goes <laughs> to the moon too. <laughs> I, uh, gosh, I really thought I was going to win, so I didn't uh, think about who I was going to vote for. Um, I just enjoyed your pitches. I'm, I am also going to vote for Lawrence, though. Yeah. It's very positive. Paul's, Paul's yeah. right. Like, it is in the spirit of what that movie is. 
it's the next it's yeah. a good um it's a good pairing oh, okay. um, oh please Patty, love them love them all. i don't and i liked paul's a lot too but there's two deaths i couldn't oh, it's not sunshiny deaths. enough yeah off screen, <laughs> off screen. You guys had such fleshed out pitches. Your soft pitches are often a huge advantage because it's like you could fill in whatever you want and just be like, oh, that's just a solid yeah. idea. Mine, I always throw in too many sad details that I want and that, I like that often loses me Travis. You'd really me. think that like a, a marriage of- It's also based like on life. Like a marriage of your two pitches, yeah. one too much information, one not enough. Perhaps there was a- just right amount of porridge pitch. I like that you had uh, you had songs though. Yeah, you had songs like, and I was titles. Like, I yeah. didn't even think about it. That's great. I always go for some. Yeah. yeah. And Robin, yeah. you had the big game. Kurt uh, won the big yeah. game. You know what else I had was I had a great time. Wow, that was a great yeah. time. Thank you guys. It really was. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for making uh, me watch The Sound of Music. Yeah. I might have gone my whole life without ever watching it. That's wild. I I love that it was your first time yeah. watching yeah. it and you loved what it. A that is so. Time. I really, that's, that's what I love about this podcast. Yeah. Like I've watched a number of movies that I would probably never have watched otherwise, and a number of them I have like loved dearly. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fun to <laughs> fun to reach. Yeah. yeah, that three hours for me, I was worried about it. It made me gulp, and then it flew by. Uh, I was especially like just all the way up through she leaves the act break. Yeah. I was like, oh, yes, bring me back from intermission. Can't wait to see what happens. And then as Robin pointed out, it wraps that up yeah, very yeah. fast, and then it's Nazis. And I'm like, okay, if I had to pick a least favorite section, it's probably the Nazi section. But all, I thought it was also all true of life. Like, that was pretty suspenseful <laughs> yeah. at the end with the flashlight and the yeah. graveyard. Like, yeah. that, was, that was a fun, for a three-hour movie, it's fun to end on, like, a sudden, yeah. like, heart racing well, and- scene. And the nuns come back into play yeah. in a really and cool Christopher way, Lee, too. Or Christopher Lee. Christopher Plummer, um, they're in a graveyard. They all turn into Christopher Lee's in a graveyard, <laughs> trying to talk, yeah. talk him out of <laughs> being a Nazi, basically. You know, give me the gun. I know you're not yeah, like that. Great. You're not one of them. The and... final misstep, though, of telling him what he is. Yeah. Kicked back in that rebellion. I, I final was like, misstep ah, was not pistol whipping him once he had the gun. That's true. Mm-hmm. I, liked, I liked the complexity of Ralph's arc too you know a a nazi uh and you know a young man uh, caught up in all of that as so many were but a human being for sure like he wavered some and he had emotion about it and he was like you said more of a t it was more about teenage rebellion and not maybe understanding the gravity of the situation than it was right. about. That, I think that's it's hard to cut him some slack, but yeah, that is true. Well, that's what Christopher Lee was trying. <laughs> Christopher Plummer was trying to uh, pull him back from you know seeing him get get swept up yeah. and all that like that. Christopher. He he does save them before he tries yeah. to doom them. Yeah. 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 Sort of. <laughs> well, he lets him go. Yeah. For yeah. A second, he, he calls the lieutenant. Go. Yeah, eventually, I'm sa- he does let them all walk out. Had Christopher Plummer said nothing, he wouldn't. I don't think he would have done anything. No, no, he pulled his gun out. No? He, had a, he pulled a whistle out. out. Yeah, he was. He gonna waited for out. the other Nazis to leave so he yeah. could take credit for catching it. Yeah, he wanted Nazi points. Well, but he, I, hmm, hmm. Yeah, I never, I didn't he read it did. that way. That's interesting. I have to check it again. I mean, he was so scared with that gun. I don't think guns are scary. In any case, it's more complex than often 
with Nazis. I don't think it's that complex. Mm. With teenagers, maybe. With teenagers. <laughs> it's more complex. <laughs> no, no, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is like a swing kids uh, Nazi approach, not a. Indiana That's the one group. I was trying to think of. Yes, swing kids. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Tough I think time if, to if they had humanized Rolf, it would have undercut the important moral message of the danger authoritarians pose to young men. Yeah, you have to see. Yeah, you need to see them but get swept different... up. If they're all like mustache twirling monsters, yeah. then it's you need to see the normal right. people, the the teenagers and the centrists and whomever get absorbed into that. Yeah, poison. Right, but the, there's the scene with him in the middle where he seems fully gone, and then that there is hesitation in the end. I think at least shows yeah. some wavering morals. So, I don't. Know. I do think they did more with him than I was expecting. I was expe- I wasn't expecting it. Sure. Yeah. I thought it was going to be straight to say you, yeah. you saw something of yourself in Ralph. Say no, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> say no to that question. Say no faster. I didn't see my, any of myself in uh, real shitty Nazi guy, main Nazi guy. That guy sucked. I mean, I wasn't. Sure. I didn't, I didn't like, like any guy. of the Nazis, yeah. Yeah. Not the record show. Uh, also, I loved Ralph's song. Mm. What was his song? 16 going. You are sixteen, oh. going on seven. Sure, it is a. It, I, I do like that song. It's that's not one of the ones I knew. It is interesting that it is a song that a a Nazi man is singing to a his girlfriend about how naive she is, about how dangerous right. everything out there is. That's funny. I didn't even think about oh, that. Yeah, yeah he's hey. like, you better watch out, he's not, little least, girl. At least he's only seventeen. That's true. Yeah, when he's not yet. A Nazi at that. Well, point. he's more in the. He uniform. does, of course, have seventeen-year-old's yeah. perspective. He's a telegram mm-hmm. man. It's what he was yeah. wearing whenever he. Austria uh, hadn't been. It's what he was saying whenever he said "Heil Hitler." It's what he what he was wearing. You whenever can say he, that wearing anything. But it's what he was wearing whenever he like blew the whistle on him, literally. No, it's a different uniform because he's got to have the. I'm pretty mates. sure it was the same uniform. I don't know. Okay, well, yeah. I, and there might be a layer here I'm missing. You've seen it more than yeah. I have. Also, uh, if you say Heil Hitler, you're, yeah. Hitler, you're a Nazi. Yeah. Doesn't matter what yeah I don't know how many times you have to see it to not like the Nazis. <laughs> no, no. Max says Heil Hitler to save face and then does a little, like, nose thing a couple of times to show Max was on the I don't care for it. I did yeah. think he was a Nazi for a while. Max is an opportunist. Hmm. Yeah, Max didn't... is morally difficult in his own way. Yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. He's got a different perspective, but a, not a hate. Also, he calls one. the kids um, gloomy pussies. <clears throat> Remember that? He does. He, I he did. Does. Yeah. What's the matter with all you gloomy pussies? I, yeah. I wrote that one down. I didn't have. We didn't have captions <laughs> on because I didn't have captions <laughs> on the way we were watching it. So that line came and went, and I was like, "Hmm, well, I don't what think I, I don't think I caught that." I think he said. There's some way I heard that right. Like someone's puss, like your face, yeah. like a sour. Oh, oh it's so good. Mm. But no, I so good. You, yeah, pussies. Yeah. Big mm. fan. It means something different in Europe. Well, and in that era, also. A lot of people called people pussycat. Yeah. Like in mm-hmm. Jafar mm-hmm. times. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jafar. In Austin Powers times, too. <laughs> yeah. The, the three eras <laughs> Jafar, Austin Powers, and sure. World War II. Yeah. We just happened to All be in the nasty era. <laughs> Yeah.
Thanks for listening to the follow-up showdown. We'll be back next time discussing The Road Back. Please follow us on socials at The Follow-Up Showdown on TikTok and Instagram and on Twitter at FU Showdown Pod. Also, our first season is on YouTube.